welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here at my fellow nerd. Fellow host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, man. What's going on? Hey, Matt. Let me tell you about a little something right here. Oh, let's hear it. Hey, have you ever wished that you could be an NFL general manager? Well, now you can. Thanks to Reality Sports Online, a powerful fantasy sports platform where owner, owners get to build and manage their fantasy team like an NFL general manager. Reality Sports Online was created by former NFL front office personnel and features a revolutionary free agency auction room, which mimics NFL free agency. Enable and fantasy owners to negotiate and sign NFL's top talent to single or multi-year contracts. The platform can host up to 32 teams and has tons of other cool features. In addition to free agency, like a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first-round rookie options, automated contracts, and salary cap functionality. And much, much, much more. Test your general manager skills for free at realitysportsonline.com in a mock free agency auction. If you like what you see, use the promo code NERDS. That's right, NERDS. Nerds. You're going to get 10% off. That's a nice little discount right there, saving a couple bucks. That's going to be 10% off on your team using the promo code NERDS or on your entire league today. Fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com. And we can test. We're in a reality sports league, and uh, we can say it's probably the most realistic thing you can get to be in a general manager NFL. It really is, man. So uh, check them out, realitysportsonline.com. Use the promo code NERDS and save uh, save yourself a couple bucks. Don't even tell your league mates. Just say, hey, uh, I got this league going. <laughs> Take the 10% and put it in your back pocket and be the shady owner in the league. Totally, total scam artist right there, yeah, Rich. Not cool. Not, yeah, cool. not cool at all. So here we are today uh, on a Thursday this uh, lovely morning. And uh, oh, actually, it's night. Well, it's night. It's Wednesday night here. It's Wednesday night. You're listening on a lovely Thursday afternoon. Sure. Could or, be a Saturday by the time you get around to this. Hey, what, what took you so long, buddy? Who knows? We would sit here on your phone for a couple of days just waiting for my voice to come soothing into your earlobes. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> What? Well, you don't think I have a soothing voice? No, no, you do. You have a very soothing voice. You're just mad because I'm a dynasty beefcake. <laughs> you are. Okay. I'm still so, salty about that. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about NFL free agency, which is a couple weeks away, uh, three weeks away from today. Yeah. Actually, in all actuality, which we'll we'll hit we'll head back onto that. Next week starts the NFL Combine, which will start next Wednesday, I believe. Uh, I believe that's like weigh-ins and stuff like that. Yeah, it starts on the Wednesday. It starts. Yeah. Right. So. Next week, we'll have another podcast. Then we'll get into the Combine. Then we'll get an NFL free agency. And then from there on, nothing but rookies, baby. Rookie, rookie, we'll some rookies. Some mock drafts. We'll do some breakdowns. But, of course, we'll break down every single possible rookie that you can think of that you will draft, come your rookie draft, and make sure you're the most prepared dynasty player in the world. In the world. In the world. Can you imagine that, being the most prepared dynasty drafter in the world? This is your first. I, f- I feel like you could almost just go to an NFL front office at that point if you were the most prepared dynasty fantasy football player in the world. Well, I mean, I'm not in a front office. And I feel like I'm the most prepared. Uh-huh. If this is your first year listening, don't worry. We have you covered. We, uh, for the last, uh, this is our fourth year breaking down rookies. I feel like we've had some pretty good success. Uh, we give you the do's and don'ts, who to draft, who not to draft. We're about right. Well, I'm right 99% of the time. Matt's right about 90% of the time, which is pretty good. You take that in the middle, and we're right about 94% of the time. 
Not yeah. too bad, right? Yeah, no, you're and you are some sort of math wizard too. I know. I really like to break stuff down like yeah. that. Uh, before I get into that too, I want to make sure we always say every week, hey, get to our uh, website, click on the group chat, and join our Facebook page. Over a thousand people are on there, giving you their dynasty fantasy football's opinion. You have a question? You want mass majority people to give you that answer? DynastyNerds.com. Join the group chat. It takes you to Facebook. All kinds of fun things are happening there. It's a and great. I'm, it's a great little tool, man. It oh, really is. I like it a lot. Right now, there's something going on there. Right now, for fifty bucks, they're going to have a ninety-six team, two conference, eight divisions with twelve teams each dynasty league. Fill that's filling up real fast. Um, but you have to be a member of the group to join. Right now, I think out of the ninety-six teams, there's only about twenty-five spots left. Now. That could be filled by the time you listen to this, because I know they were filling up fast as I looked. But I told Ricky uh, Butts, who's organizing that, and he kind of he's like the overseer of the Facebook group. He's the president, El Presidente, I would say. I'm just a god. He's just a president, uh, <laughs> and he's uh, he's got that going on. So if you're interested in that, make sure you get on there and jump on it. It's a cool, interesting league, kind of like the Scott Fishbowl. Essentially, right. We're all praised. All the rules are on there. Fifty bucks, like the grand champion wins five hundred. If you win in your division, you win like three hundred. You get the most points. You win a couple bucks. A lot of money going around out there. Lots of money. Lots of action, man. Uh, so he's like, "Hey, do you want to get in?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm kind of capped out. Got suckered into another industry league this year." And of course, I said months ago that uh, I was going to start a new league and get some of the podcast listeners. And on you it. sure did. So I'm going to do that for sure. I know I can't remember his name. I know if you're listening, you go to Ohio State. He's offered to buy us a couple of beers every time he comes to Cleveland. And we've always missed him. Uh, he's been trying to get in a league with us for years, and he always misses it. I think his name begins with the letter R, but I can't remember. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, I will guarantee you a spot in my new league. Wow. And you. and for the first time, the Nerd Herd League, the original Dynasty podcast listener, like the league that we had going on. Uh, had two people drop out this year. Oh, so we got some openings. I have two openings in the nerd herd that I've been forgetting to promote on here. And there's only people we can get on there, a podcast listener. So if you want to the nerd herd, I think to buy in 75 bucks, but you have to pay this year and next year if you want to join both openings. You think some people would quit because they're like, you know, my team's doo-doo butter. Right. Well, these are not poop sandwiches we're offering. These teams are both pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Got like David Johnson on them. DeAndre Hopkins, I think, maybe on one of those teams. I'm not sure, but they're pretty good teams. I will say that. No, I got DeAndre Hopkins. But they're pretty good teams. So you're not you're not buying anything. And plus, you get to be in a league with me. That's that's extra special. Hit me up on Twitter if you're interested in the Nerd Herd. I will get two people in there. They must be, they must be uh, very dynasty enthusiastic. Because if you're in a league with me, I need you to be all in. You got to be all in. Got to be all in. Yeah. That's, um, only, that's the only way to be. Let me, let, me get, let me get these out early. Crystal oh, ball. God. Crystal balls? <laughs> Will the people join the nerd herd being fantastic? It says most indubly. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah. One ball says most, the other one says indubly. Double it up. That's nice, man. All right, so let's get into some NFL free agency. Now, before we get to the NFL free agents in themselves, why don't we talk about the teams first? Okay. So yeah, we so needs. we kind of know where when we mention a team these guys' names, we'll say, "Hey, where can they go?" You might already be ahead of the game. You could be thinking ahead of us here. So, of course, with a player leaving in free agency, it causes a hole somewhere. Right. And when a player goes somewhere, it can hurt them. Another player on their team or it might help them. A la like a Robert Woods. He leaves Buffalo, does nothing in Buffalo. 
He's a secondary guy. Nobody loves him. Nobody wants him. His dynasty ADP is down the bottom of the barrel. Oh, yeah. Right? Super cheap. He goes to L.A. What does he do? Busts out, man. Shines. Yep. Shines like a twinkling star. He's beautiful. Unlike Fergie's rendition of the national anthem. I didn't hear it, but I heard of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear it live, but I went back and listened to it because yeah. I've heard of all the all the buzz. Yeah. It was just as terrible as everybody said it would be. I can't just sit there and subject myself to crap like that. If, if I know it's terrible, I, I just can't put myself through it. I, just went, I went, okay, I'll just take people's word for it because they were. I can do it. All right. I have a, I have a, I have a knack of watching people suffer. Yeah, it's like when my wife used to make me watch uh, American uh, or uh, American Idol Ugh. back in the day. No, like, I couldn't do that. When either. we were first, when I was like really trying to make, you know, hey, we're in love, like yeah. hardcore yeah, love. You're making, here. you're, you're still I mean? trying like, to make a good impression. Whatever you like, I like. Uh-huh. All right, we're gonna we're, we were dating. It was young love. This is a long time ago, and uh, we'd watch it. My the only part I like I liked was the auditions, and when people got told no, and their and their dreams came crumbling down upon them. That was the only part I really liked. Seems dark, man. I know. All right. I'm a very dark individual. <laughs> so let's lighten it up, shall we? Speaking of dark. Uh, so let's talk about some of these teams. So we have. Speaking of dark, I got a, I got a couple more episodes in. Oh, did it's, you? I'm getting hooked. Did you like going oh, away? Yeah. No sub, go subtitles? Oh, uh, yeah. Dubbed? I went subtitled. Yeah. It's way, way better, better, right? Yeah. Way Such better. Such a good show, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. All right. Proceed. Sorry. Okay. I digress. Arizona Cardinals. Team needs tight end wide receiver. I would say, yeah. I mean, they they definitely do. Ricky Ricky Seals Jones obviously kind of emerged there a little bit, so the tight end might not be the the top priority for for them, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Ricky Seals Jones is he he had, he looked pretty promising right. last year. Bit was he six seven? He's a big guy. He's a I big think he's mofo. six six. I think he was he was a wide receiver, so I don't think he was. I don't think he was six seven. I, I feel like he was six 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 five. Close enough. Right. Oh, well, he's getting smaller. Yeah. Was this Willie Wonka and chocolate? He might be six four by the end of the show. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> he's six foot three uh and wide receiver obviously john brown's a free agent there right uh jj J. nelson and those guys those guys are complimentary pieces i believe jerron brown is also jerron brown oh uh, free agent so both free agent those, as yeah. well so both browns yeah, both jay so. browns out the door yeah i believe so so you have larry fitz there uh next year might be his last year might not be he mm-hmm. might have two years left of him he looked pre- he's looked pretty damn good the last three years so i'm not gonna count him out but uh definitely need receiver there yep the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a running back. Bre- news. Breaking news. Not breaking news, but news, no. in case you haven't heard. Doug Martin, cut. We yeah. all saw it coming. Yeah, no doubt. Muscle hamster. Uh, usually he was a roller coaster, but this year he was a true muscle hamster. He got into that wheel, that running wheel, and he just ran as fast as he could, but never got anywhere. Never, Stayed in the same never place. Never went anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> there's no hills. There's no peaks. Only valleys. Yeah, they just. Kept him over there on the uh, sideline. And with Charles Sims being a free agent, that leaves you with Peyton Barber and Jacquez Rogers. And guess what? Neither of those guys are the answer. That's not what you're looking for. So either draft or a free agent running back might possibly be in here. Yep. When we get to free agents, we're talking about ideal spots that we kind of like them. Definitely. I'll bust out my crystal balls and see uh, who will be the best free agent. Yep. And we'll see uh, at each position. Uh, I'll, I'll make. I'll get that for you. Inside information, Marty McFly style. Nice. Uh Carolina Panthers, they need a wide receiver. They definitely need a wide receiver. I, I was thinking that they probably actually need – they're going to end up needing a running back too. I don't, I don't think they're going to stick with Jay Stu very long. Definitely not. Yeah. I have actually an ideal fit of one of the 
running backs in free agency that I like there. You know, you got you have uh, Devin Funches. He's going to be a free agent after this year, so he's in a contract year. Curtis Samuel, we mentioned with the ligaments and whatnot, he might not be ready. And even after Curtis Samuel, there's nobody else. Right. I mean, that is it. And then even possibly a tight end because Greg L. Olson is 33 years old. His days are numbered. At, at best. No, I would say, yeah, he's probably at, at best has two more years, like so we'll, this coming year and another year at, at the most. Yeah, we'd like to see a tight end in there, and maybe there'd be a nice groom in place. Like, you know, like Gesicki from uh, Penn State. That'd be a pretty good fit for them there as well. So the Panthers, that's their needs. Lions, we all know what they need, a oh, running back. They've needed a running back for a long time. They need somebody that can run for 100 yards in a game. Yeah. They uh, haven't had a running back that's run for 100 yards it. since Richard Nixon was in office. <laughs> Uh-huh. Do you know when last time Richard Nixon was in office? Long time ago, man. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't even alive. No, me neither. What president was... Tricky what, Dicky? I don't know. Who's president when you were born? When I was born? I was, I was born in 1980, so... So Ronald Reagan. Reagan, yeah. yeah. I was born with Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I know. You were... I was, man, I lived in the 70s, man. You sure I was did. there. I lived yeah. it. I breathed it. Yep. I don't remember any of it, but I, I was there, man, <laughs> for about two months. Yeah, you're, almost a, you're almost a full year older than I am. I am. Yep. Respect your elders. It shows in that bench press, man. And your dynasty <laughs> beef kicks. <laughs> uh, Bills, they need, on that 29th ranked offense, they need probably a QB. I would think so, yeah. They're and probably going to move on from Tyrod, I, I think. Right? Yeah, they could probably use a tight end. They could probably get a running back in the wings behind LaShawn McCoy, but we'll see what they do. And they might need a receiver. They might. I mean, they, they went and traded for Calvin Benjamin, and then they have Zay Jones coming on. As well there. So, I mean, that might not be their biggest need. I, I would think quarterback is probably their biggest yes, need. I agree. Um, for the Bills. I'm not a big Kelvin fan, so I'd say receiver's pretty bad. I'm not well, either. But listen, they, I'm a Zay Jones fan, but go yeah, on. I, yeah. I, I'm not a big Kelvin Benjamin fan either, but um, they might think they're okay. You know what I mean? And yeah. not go out and get a, get a get a guy in free agency. I mean, we're both the Zay Jones fans, but he was pretty, like, historically bad last year. Yeah, but the good news on Zay Jones was – a ton of uncatchable passes were thrown his way. Like it was like almost astronomical amount of uncatchable balls were thrown his way and his shoulder was screwed up and he went and got shoulder surgery like immediately following did the season. Did you see rota- uh, Alshon got rotator cuff surgery today? I, I did. That's Look crazy. at that dude out there balling like no tomorrow, getting a contract extension on a torn rotator cuff. Jacked up rotator Good cuff. Good things to come. Yeah. Good things to come. Absolutely. Uh, Jets need? Uh, pretty much everything. All the above. Yeah, the Jets. Answer is D. Yeah. All the above. <laughs> Obviously, Matt Forte is not long for that team. Um, He's going to get cut. Bilal Powell, they've already come out and said, hey, this guy, we we only see him as like a role player type of, of guy. Yeah. Even if he sticks around, because they already have Elijah McGuire, who right. I kind of like to fill that role personally. I do, too. He's younger, cheaper, um, you know, and just as effective. Yes. So we'll have to talk about some people going there. Mm-hmm. Bengals need a tight end, because Tyler Eifert is a free agent. And he said, came out today, actually, and said, uh, we need to upgrade of Tyler Croft. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I think those were the that was the beat reporters kind of speculating, um, but uh, I mean Tyler Croft was serviceable, you know, nothing special. Yes, agree. Browns need a receiver and a running back and a QB. Yes. Houston needs a wide receiver too and a tight end, maybe a running back. Uh, yeah, no, I could see that. I mean, uh, I think it'll tell a story how they kind of go here between free agency and the draft and the, with the running back position. Yeah, I would cut Lamar Miller if it was me. Oh, I'd cut him in a second. And then Deontay Foreman's come out that Achilles heel, so you can't really count on him. Like We, right. we all assume he's going to be the guy, but even if he's the guy, you're still looking for a pass catcher running back. I agree. Uh, um, the Colts 
the Colts clearly need a running back, and um, they probably use some wide receiver help as well. Agree. Um, Agree. Titans. Titans. Um, I mean, need I, a receiver. They obviously need. You know, Eric Decker is was, was ineffective, and he's going to be gone. He's a free agent. Um, so probably going to need a running back after they cut. Uh, yeah, Derek, Demar- Demarco Murray. Murray will he's likely most to get cut. Yeah, most likely to be gone. Yeah, yep. he's owed six point five million, so they're going to need they're going to ride Derrick Henry, but they're going to need a pass catcher running back. They're going to need a compliment for sure. So yeah, the Broncos they're going to need a running back because they're most likely going to cut C.J. Anderson, and then that'll leave Devontae Booker. But Devontae Booker's not an in between the tackles runner. He's going to be that pass catching, uh, shifty little running back. No, I think I think Booker can I think Booker can be the guy. They're trying to pump him up to be. I know they're trying to pump him up. I just don't see it. They, they yeah, they're in like, I bet you they're gonna do a lot. They're gonna be doing a lot of moves here, as far as restructuring guys, cutting guys. I mean, trying to make a push to get Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. So they they're was, they're 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 tough. They're they're a little rough around the edges here with the cap. So here, here's the thing, to do. which confuses me because everybody predicts the Broncos are gonna get Kirk Cousins, and they're like, oh, he wants to go to a team that's win. He's gonna win. Uh, so it comes down to the Vikings and the Broncos. Now I'm like. The Broncos have sucked for the last two years. Two years. Their defense is not as good as it was when Peyton Manning was there. Uh, all their offensive players are, you know, Two older. years older. Yeah. yeah. They don't look that great either. I don't even understand. Like, to me, I think the Browns are on a higher upside than a team like the Broncos, personally. And then if he's going to go to a team that has to, wants to win, to me, it's only one choice and one choice only. It's the Vikings. They clearly can sign him. They have the best weapons, the best defense. So we'll see what he really if he really means it, if he wants to win, he's going to the Vikings. To me, I don't understand the whole Broncos thing. I don't get it. I don't get it all. You don't get it, really? No. I mean, what? he's coming. He's coming from a Shanahan style offense. Okay. You know, from it, from the beginning of his, is his Shanahan career. Shanahan coach there. No, but they run a similar offense there in Denver, so it would be a good scheme fit. But that defense is older, man. It's not. It's not as good. It's not Their as good. It's not, not as good, good as. It's not as good as it They're was. They're probably going to lose Their a Super Bowl run. Yeah. Anyways, sure. it's not, dude. It's not that good. That team is not that good. They're. It's a better place to go than the Browns. I completely disagree. I think the Browns run up with all those draft picks and. Uh, yeah, three years cap. from now, when all those guys come around. Yeah, all the cap space too, dude. Three years from now, when all those guys come around. Such a pessimist. Yeah. They also possibly need a tight end. Now, remember though, they did draft Jake Butt in the fifth round. Jake Michigan Butt. tight end. Nice, solid, all-around kind of Jason Wynn kind of cop tight end. He only slid because of the knee injury, right? right only prior. slid. He wouldn't have been a fifth-round pick. He would have been a second-round pick, most likely. So, Jake Butt, check your waiver wires for that butt. If it does, give it a little pinch. Bring it all in. <laughs> you love the butt. Yeah, well, who doesn't? I know. I think everybody loves the butt, no matter what your, like, preferences of anything. You know? Like, if you and I were uh, not straight, we'd be still like the butt. If... <laughs> You know, if we Correct. were our straight, we would still like the butt. Right, just you a know. different butt. If we were dogs, we would like the butt. <laughs> it's all the same. It's 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 it's, it's evolutionary, just common sense for everybody. <laughs> uh, so but but check out. I mean, see where he stands. Like if you hit, if you have shallow rosters, he's definitely yeah, worth a nice be. little snag. He could be out there for sure. I that's a, it's just him and Jeff Howerman um, and Howerman Howerman. Yeah, he's say. no good. Yeah, he's no good. No, he's he's doo doo butter. Uh, let's move on here to where were we? Uh, we the Broncos. Oh, yeah. The, okay. The Chiefs. Yep. They need a receiver. They clearly have yeah, somebody to offset Tyreek Hill. Yes. Um, in that offense. Everybody else is a free agent. And then, yeah, like 
you know, so Chris Conley never really emerged. In, in well, he had that Achilles injury from October, right. so he has that injury, and he never came out strong. Then Demarcus Robinson comes in to help him. He showed nothing. Right. It's like he was DOA, dead on arrival, flatlined. No thanks, Turtis Fergus. I want none of that. It smells like poop, and when everything that smells like poop ends up being poop. Demarcus Robinson, sorry, buddy. Poop sandwich. And then what? Albert Wilson uh, is a free agent. Yeah, he's a free free agent. So who knows yeah. what's going to happen there? Let's, let's pay that guy big money. Uh, <laughs> Raiders need a tight end. Probably need a running back. And if they cut Michael Crabtree, which is the rumor, because you know, you know, he's right. he's a little feisty fella. Right. Uh, they might need a tight receiver too, which is weird because I think Crabtree fits well in a Derek car. He's a touchdown stud muffin machine. Well, I think I think that initially it was one of those things where they were going to maybe get rid of him, and then it sounds like maybe John Gruden is is trying to keep him. It, at least that's what it, it feels like to me. I hope he stays. Yeah. He's it, a good fit there. I think he might stay. And, and as a running back, I mean, obviously, Marshawn's not the Marshawn from three years ago. But you know, I saw some stat four this was like ago. a week ago that the last six games of the year, the last six games of the year, there was only one running back that produced more than Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, that's because they didn't do – they, like, went really easy on him at the beginning of the year. Like, you can't – you got to be able to ride a running back. You can't be – you can't be limiting a guy's touches all year just to have him at the end of the year. No, I agree with that. I mean, we're the same people that said as soon as he signed, yeah. we told everybody pick up Marshawn and then immediately trade him before the season started. I mean, that's great if you're guaranteed to be in the playoffs, but the strategy didn't work. Did they make the playoffs? Well, I, I made the playoffs in every single league. No, I'm talking about the Raiders. Oh, the Raiders. Yeah. I don't make the playoffs in every league. I mean, no, you don't. That's not true at all. Uh, but no, they didn't. No. But Derek Carr was there. He had a boo boo butter. Well, all right. All right, moving on. More reason to uh, ride a running back early, you know, like take the pressure off your quarterback that's coming back from injury. Agreed, agreed, agreed. Uh, Cowboys, Cowboys, they need guess what they need. They need a wide receiver. Absolutely, they need somebody that can take Dez's place and compliment him for the next year, and then take his place. Concur, concur. Somebody could, yeah, really offset him. Mm-hmm. Probably use two receivers. They I mean, probably, they Cole Beasley was like a little feisty fella, and then he got hurt. Well, he, I think he hurt his like Achilles or something, whatever it was. Well, yeah, Ryan Switzer there too, uh, who I think you know can play that Cole Beasley role. So I'm not sure they yeah. need another slot guy, but they definitely need a wide receiver too. Yeah, somebody who's a really good route runner, yeah. like Calvin Ridley, would be nice there. He would be very uh, good. Yeah, he'd be pretty nice mm-hmm. there. Um, the Chicago Bears need a wide receiver and tight end. Seeing that Zach Miller almost literally lost his leg. Yeah. Uh, multiple I've, surgeries. Yeah, obviously they have Shaheen, um, but he's still a little bit of a raw prospect and probably needs another year under his belt here. They have so. both are like you know we have uh, Kendall Wright's a free agent there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Who else is a Don, free agent? Dontrell Inman. Dontrell Inman's a free agent. Who they as traded well. for late in the year is a free agent. Yeah, thanks for nothing. He didn't do bad for a few games. I guess, but now he's gone. Okay, San Francisco needs a wide receiver and a running back. Seattle needs a tight end a running back, and a receiver. Now, Chris Carson sure. showed pretty well. Yep. And he – I want to see it come back, CJ Procise. I want to see him stay healthy, and I want to see Chris Carson. I want to see Chris Carson be the man and CJ Procise to kind of spell him and be the third down back. That's what I want to see. I think that would be an ideal situation. It's Isn't it weird how some teams just get, like, snake bitten at certain positions, man? It seems like ever since they got rid of Lynch, they just haven't been able to keep a guy healthy. 
main, which is the the biggest problem there in Seattle, because they want to be able to run the ball, they want to be a, a physical run first attack, and they just can't get a, keep a guy healthy. So I think Lions can't find a running back, yeah. Browns can't find a quarterback. It's crazy, it's man. Been, what eighty seven since we have a quarterback? Yeah, unbelievable, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's thirty years. I don't want to talk about. I want to live. Uh, so yeah, in the receiving core, you know, with Paul Richardson gone out of there. It's really going to open up the doors. Like if you drafted Amara Darbo, who mm-hmm. somebody had some good upsides for a big, powerful receiver there, gives him a little bit of upside. Even at tight end, with Luke Wilson leaving, it leaves him pretty much only Nick Vanette. Luke Wilson and, and Jimmy Graham. Yeah, yeah, they're both, yeah they're Jimmy both Graham creators. and Luke Wilson are gone. So it leaves yeah. Nick Vanette, former Buckeye. Former Buckeye. Who they did like a lot. Did they take him in like the third round too? Uh, they got yeah. him pretty early. Yeah, I think it was third round. So he's another guy, as we mentioned, Jake Butt. You might want to check your waiver wire to see if Nick Vanette's available just to see. Because if they... If they did invest in him like that, he might be one of those guys that, for like the redraft people and whatnot, comes out of nowhere. But he's kind of been lingering a little bit. Somebody, I didn't really like Vanette's tape coming out that much. Neither did I. But he's more, uh, he's not really that, you know, outside. And, and to be honest, they don't use the tight end all that much in that offense. Well, so Jimmy Graham came out pretty strong at the end there. All he did was catch touchdowns. That was My like, favorite thing in fantasy. I mean, it's my favorite thing too, but you know, it's frustrating on the on the games where he didn't catch anything because it'd be it would literally be one catch for like twelve yards, <laughs> poop sandwich. Right. Uh, so, so I mean, the use there was a little frustrating. Yeah, so it's interesting what they're going to do. Atlanta could use another receiver. Uh, it'd be nice to move Muhammad Sanu completely into the slot where he played sixty five percent of his snaps last year in the slot as it was. So I would like to see them get another receiver to offset. Julio Jones kind of ease the pressure. I mean, we talked a guy la- talked about a guy last week that we thought would be an awesome fit there, Sammy, Sammy Watkins. Oh. Yeah, so that that would be, I think, an amazing move for them and something that could really propel their offense. Agree in the right Agree. direction. And we'll talk about that in a little bit here. Yep. Um, then we have the Ravens. They need a receiver, seeing that Mike Wallace is a free agent. Jeremy Macklin might be a cap cut. I uh, wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't be. Might be a cap cut, and then. They also could use a tight end, seeing that the only t- Ben Watson's free agent, the only tight end they have right now is pretty much uh, Max Williams. Max Williams, that's all they have, and and you know a few other guys as well, but um, no namer type of guys. Did you see that Crock of the Rocket is making the switch to tackle? Wait, what? Did you see that or no? Get out of Wisconsin! I swear he's going. To, he went to like a little Charles Bent, little Charles Bentley's like academy for offensive linemen, uh-huh. and he's bulking up and and moving to to tackle here in his free agency. Good for Crockett the Rocket. So, yeah. Soon to be bagging your groceries at a grocery <laughs> store near you. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay. Green. They could use a tight end. See, and they did sign Martellus Bennett to a nice contract last year, but then all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers went down, and he's like, oh, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah. Oh, my shoulder needs surgery. Yep. Oh, I'm out of here. Give me back to New England. Yep. Turd. Definitely turd move. So right they need there. a tight end. They definitely need a tight end. One more team that we um, kind of gla- uh, glazed over was the Saints. They also need a tight end as well. You know, obviously they have Kobe Fleener there, but he was a bit of a free agent bust. Oh, I did skip them, didn't and I? they can, uh, I think they can save a like almost four million bucks by cutting him. Hey, hey, three point seven, I think. Is hey what ho, I you play like a dildo. Wow, you gotta go. Jeez, yeah. You? Sorry, Kobe, poet master, rich looking mother. Yeah, so he's no good. And could you see possibly a reunite uh, uh, reunion there with Jimmy Graham? Or well, I actually written down in my. Uh, 
when we talk about players, that's where I want to see Jimmy Graham go. Oh, all right, well, absolutely can go. One familiar with the off. I think he would go there. One, he's gonna go cheap no matter where he goes. Right. Pretend right. like you, pretend like you didn't hear that, guys. We'll get to that later. Oh, only if we edit this show. <laughs> Man, why would you say that? Sorry. Delete that. How do you delete stuff in this podcast? <laughs> ah, four knows? years. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, that's one thing we don't. I, I've been a lot guest on a lot of shows. I'm like, okay, we'll take care of that in production, and we'll 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 get this all together. Not us. We just hit record. And we just go with it. Yeah, don't most people are like, yeah, we could tell, buddy. Don't want to break the flow. <laughs> <laughs> so, what position you want to get in first here? You want to get into QBs, tight ends, receivers, or running backs? Yeah, hey, man, it's up to you. Quarterbacks are the top of my list, though. Yeah, let's do that because it's right. it's a quick list. It's a very it's quick, a quick list. list. So, yep. obviously, the number one guy in on the list is twenty nine year old, soon to be thirty year old, Kirk Cousins. So everybody wants to know where's Kirk gonna go. Where's this guy going to be overpaid drastically? This most slightly above average quarterback that's thrown for four, you know over four thousand yards, but never really did anything with a team. Never you know went to the playoffs once, only once. Right. Lost that once. Doesn't he have a losing record also as a quarterback? I think it's probably. I think it's twenty seven and twenty eight. And, and, and trust me, starting I get quarterback. It. If yeah. You, you got to overpay to get these guys. To me, it's the most ridiculous thing ever to say Kirk Cousins is going to be the highest paid quarterback player in NFL history. It's ridiculous. It is. But, I mean. It's a law of the land. No, no. Yeah, I was going to say, it's. I mean, yes, I agree it's ridiculous, but that is just the way it is. I mean, it's it. It's not indicative of him being the best player. It's of it's being. It's free agency. It's being free at the perfect time. And he bet on himself two years in a row, and now he's hitting free agency. Free at last. At the perfect time. So, free at yeah. last. He's got, I mean, people, you know, you got what's uh, Garoppolo over in San Francisco getting paid $30 million a year, basically, and he's only started like six games. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, Kirk Cousins. First of all, he's 7-0. Well, right. No, I understand. He's and never he's lost. He's unbelievable. He's never lost. But it just sets a precedent. And if you were Kirk Cousins' agent, wouldn't you also be pushing that and be like, hey, this guy's only started seven games. He got $30 million a year. So let's start the bidding at $30 million and one. Thirty million and one. He's gonna get paid. No, he's gonna totally. Get so paid. I mean, obviously, there's gonna be teams that are gonna try and front load his contract. Like if I'm the Browns, right? I'm gonna sign him and pay him sixty million dollars the first year, and I'm gonna give him ninety million guaranteed. I'm just gonna front load it to make his contract cap friendly down the road. No, that's so exactly. I mean, that's exactly what the Browns would do. That's exactly what like the Jets would do if they were to get him. But I think you know other teams made you know if you end up signing with the the broncos i think it would be a little different size so best case scenario for you where where do you see kirk cousins best scenario case i honestly do think it's the broncos i think fit wise it it fits i think the players around him are still good enough for the next couple of years that he can get something done there uh see i completely disagree i think the absolute best fit for him the best spot for him if you're a fantasy owner is without a doubt minnesota you go there you get adam thielen you get Stephon Diggs, you get Kyle Rudolph, Laquan Treadwell, and a pass catcher running back like Dalvin Cook, and you're playing in a dome. To me, easily Minnesota. I am not excited about going to Denver. Their offensive line's not so fabulous. They're, we mentioned earlier they have a fat, they have a question at running back, so who's even going to take pressure off of you there? And then again, they have no tight end. We mentioned Jake Butt, and then you have Demarius Thomas, who's aged, a very solid receiver. Yes, right. yeah. and, but at the same time, Manny Sanders, he's kind of getting up there in age as well too. A lot of questions marks about that. So you sign this five-year contract, and all of a sudden, two years from now, you're just in a hole of poop where everybody in Minnesota is super young and no, talented. I, they have a great defense. They have a really good offensive line. I Again, I think the Browns are the better option for Kirk Cousins. You know, here and here because they take Kirk Cousins, they obviously don't take quarterback at one. Most likely going to get Saquon Barkley. They have a fantastic offensive line when they invested in. And then you can also go out there and still get a receiver and draft one. And you have Josh Gordon. 
You're so optimistic. Again, it has nothing. And honestly, it has nothing to do with my Browns homerism. I think that I, I go Vikings ones. I go Browns two. And this is again for fancy reasons. Broncos three, and then Jets fourth. That's the way I would look at it. All right, personally. Uh, what about a wild card Arizona? No, what, no, because same same reason. Their offensive line's boo boo. You got David Johnson, and you have Larry Fitz, and nobody else. And who knows how long Larry Fitz is even going to be there? So. If I'm thinking fantasy long term, I, I was just throwing it in there for a wild card. Because here's the thing: I don't see Kirk Cousins as an elevator, somebody that's going to win you the Super Bowl by himself. He didn't do it in for the Redskins in the system he grew up in. That's going to make him the highest played ever. So I think him being with a supporting cast of a guy like Minnesota, then that's going to make him look better than he could possibly even really be. So that's the way I see it. I'm looking at this from a dynasty perspective, from a fantasy perspective. I don't care about anything else. I personally think that the the skill position players there in Denver aren't as bad as they've been in the past two years. I think they've had horrible quarterbacks, and it's made them look terrible. Yeah, but so long – I mean, how many years more years has Demarius Thomas had? No, not a lot, no. So there Absolutely. you go. I'm thinking long term. Maybe, yeah, year one's a nice little revival, but again, I think there's just too much working against them there. Drew Brees is free agent, but we don't have to worry about that. He's already said he's going to pretty much come back to uh, – Right, right. He's going to be with the Saints. Uh, yeah. You have A.J. McCarron. He's had about four, a grand total of four starts. He's going to be a free agent. Most likely going to be the Browns. But I'm a little bit hesitant on that because, one, people are like, oh, well, Hugh Jackson, they tried to trade for him last year. Well, guess what? It's not Hugh Jackson's offense anymore. It's Todd Haley's offense. It sure So is. does he fit in there? And, one, for a guy that's come out and said, hey, I really want to start, right, why would he possibly want to come to a team that's going to take a quarterback number one overall and he's most likely going to be the backup again next year, unless he literally takes the Browns to the playoffs. So why wouldn't he try to possibly sign with a team with, like, the Jets? I was going to say, I feel like he's going to end up being a Jet. If they miss, I think if they miss out on uh, Kirk Cousins, that he could most likely be a Jet. Or Arizona. Yeah, or again, no, he could. For a team that, you know, they pick later in the draft, so they don't have a high pick, and he has a better opportunity to be the guy more long-term. Because even the Jets... Sitting there at what? Sit at five, six. They have a good chance of taking a quarterback still, regardless. There, so I wouldn't necessarily peg Cleveland as a team. In realistic sense, where everybody pegs him as the guy for Cleveland, I would say he does not end up in Cleveland. I think the Browns end up with a much more lower peg disappointment quarterback, uh, like a guy like Sam Bradford. I could uh, no, I no, I could see them passing on all these free agents and just picking a guy at number one and just rolling with him. Teddy Bridgewater, to me, I don't think there's any way he leaves Minnesota. Well, I think he, I, he's, his case is still open whether or not he, he is going to be a free agent. I think that's still up in the air a little bit. Oh. So he may not even end up being a free agent. It doesn't matter. Mike Zimmer loves him. He's going to sign a short-term deal. He's going to go back to Minnesota. Case Keenum, word on a hot street is he's going to get franchise tagged, which makes sense. Right, which makes me think that Kirk Cousins is going to end up in Denver even more. Well, we'll see. We will. Well, can't you re- can't you rescind your franchise tag before they don't? As long as they don't sign it, I think it. if they don't sign it, yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins, Case Keenum will be there with a pen, right? Exactly. As a door, like all right, your franchise tag. <laughs> What's going on? It's me, Case. I want my twenty five million dollars. <laughs> I got my pen, baby. Come on, please. Give it to me now. <laughs> Give me the pen. Hey, the, quick, suck the ink out of the pens. We got to stall this. Kirk's on the line too. Uh, it's probably even more than twenty five million after uh, you know a couple of these thirty million dollar deals go down. Let us be the franchise. Yeah, and we'll see. Um, then you got Sam Bradford, like we mentioned. The guy has no kneecaps. No, he hasn't played. I think he's played what five games in the last two years. He, I mean, lines. I don't. I'm not sure he's ever played a full season. Yeah, why anybody would even sign him? Uh, I think he's only, actually. I think he's played one full season in his entire career. 
Why would you sign him? I have no like. You have to have a solid back. I don't know. To me, to me, a Sam Sam Bradford's a guy you just wait on. You, if you don't get your guy in the draft, you're like, all right, Sam, come 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 aboard my team. I agree. Wholeheartedly. That's that's how I see him. As Josh McCown's a free agent. Came in a nice little resurgence there with uh, the Jets. He did, yeah, yeah. So they're saying the Jets might try and resign him. If they don't get Kirk Cousins again. I like the AJ McCarron fit. You like the AJ McCarron fit. I wouldn't actually mind seeing Josh McCown go back to the Browns, where he just knows he's just there for a year to warm the seat for the number one overall pick. Worst case, he does get hurt. You still have Deshaun Kaiser throw some interceptions in the red zone. Right. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm not sure that Josh McCown's going to be open to that kind of move. I mean, I would. I think he left on good terms. Really? Yeah. No, I, I think he. I think he unexpectedly. They let him go. No, they let him go early so he could resign with the team. I think he unexpectedly got cut by those bozos. And I think, and I'm pretty sure the rumor was Hugh actually wanted to keep him. Yeah, I know. And it was Sashi that did right. it. And they, that guy's gone. And then, of course, Tom Savage is a free agent. Oh, amazing! How that guy's in the NFL, I have no idea. If you have dreams and you want to play in the NFL. Tom Savage makes it possible. If he can do it, you can do it. Tom Savage may be a forever free agent. Tom Savage was bad in college. Tom Savage was bad in the NFL. He had a quarterback competition with Deshaun Watson. He actually won it somehow for like a game. He's terrible. He's terrible. Um, you know, there's other guys on here that I don't even know that we need to no. touch base. I mean, J- Jay Cutler is a free agent. No. He'll be in the booth. Yeah. Essentially, if we don't mention a guy, right. then uh, he's never really worth it. Brock Osweiler, see you later. Like, yeah. whatever, man. Matt Moore will finally get his chance to be a backup somewhere other than the <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> Terrio. All right. Moving on. Let's go talk some talk about some tight ends, shall we? Sure. All right. So, Jimmy Graham, 31. Miraculous comeback off their double patella tendon tears. I mean, back in the day, if you had a patella tendon tear, that was it. Remember Gary Baxter? Like no, he you're was, done. You know, yeah. You're done. Toast. You can't come back. Yep. He comes back. Pretty solid, okay year. Like you said, mostly touchdowns in there. Saddle's not going to bring him back. No. Uh, he's 31. And we mentioned earlier, I think New Orleans is a perfect spot for him. That's where, if I'm a dynasty owner, that's where I want to see him go. Absolutely, man. I mean, he works. The, he can still work the seams. I mean, that's that's his game, and obviously that that coincides nicely with what Drew Brees is looking to do too. So, it would be the perfect spot. I mean, it would really be a nice little resurgence to his value as well. Okay, agree. Tyler Eifert, solid tight end, former first round pick, just cannot stay healthy. Yeah, he won't end up back in Cincinnati. Where do you want to see Tyler Eifert end up? I mean, could you see him going to like a place like Green Bay or something like that? I mean, it doesn't seem like they want to or have had success drafting guys that they can really get in there and, and get into their system. That'd be a good spot for him. I mean, I wrote down Houston. Oh, yeah. Houston wouldn't be bad either. I'd like to see him there to kind of give you that another big playmaker outside of DeAndre Hopkins. And then you can more focus on kind of you can go that smaller receiver mm-hmm. route in Houston if need be. Um, I do like Green Bay, of course, but I mean, any tight end that goes to Green Bay, I'm going to like. Right, right. So I actually wrote down for the next guy for me, before we get off Tyler Eifert, he's somebody, again, that could be a quality player, fantasy maker, if he can stay healthy. That's the key. The last time he was healthy was a couple of years ago when the Bengals' whole offense exploded. But it might be a good time that you can get Tyler Eifert pretty cheap before free agency. Because if he does go to Green Bay, people, everybody's going to be excited right, it's, for him. It's over at that point. Because you could probably get Tyler Eifert for a second-round pick. Yeah, I would think. A late second-round I mean, pick. I, I would think at this point you could, you could definitely get him for a second-round pick. End, He's been so banged up, man. See, I'd go the other route here. Next guy on the list, Trey Burton. Okay. He showed pretty solid in Philly when given the opportunity. Now, I like him 
in Green Bay. Now, we didn't mention anybody that goes to Green Bay is going to get us excited, yeah, right? Absolutely. But he's someone that comes in. You know, I can see him getting at a nice, you know, he's not going to be overpaid. Right, he's no, not going to get some yep. luxurious contract. Right up somebody like Green Bay's alley, right? Someone that's like a nice, solid tight end that can do pretty, you know, he can block, he can receive right. overall. Someone get in there and play. And then all of a sudden he goes to Green Bay and he's going to be a fantasy top 12 right. player. Unfortunately, what we don't know about Green Bay nowadays, um, where, you know, obviously in the past they haven't been big free agent players, but now that they got, you know, they bumped Ted Thompson to an advisory role yep. and they have a new general manager, we're not sure how this new general Hardy manager. Came out said, he, so he got hired, he came out and said, he's like, I uh, actually believe you should use free agency to bring in the pieces you need. So look for them to use free agency a little bit more. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, that's good for their team and good for, you know, fantasy value of people. Cause I mean, it's especially at the tight end position, it takes so long to get a guy acclimated and, and just to the NFL game, um, you know, to get them fantasy relevant. So th- where would you like to see him? Trey Burton, man. I think, I think obviously that's a great place. He's coming from a West coast offense and then he'd be going into another West coast offense. So there might not be that big of a, uh, of an adjustment period, but obviously any of these places, you know, that need tight ends, you know, Broncos, any of those, any of those like type of West coast D offenses, he won't have a big transition to. So, you know, uh, the better the quarterback, the better the situation. So, you know, obviously Green Bay would be a great one. And if you missed the show, remember we said back months ago, hey, if Trey Burton's on your waiver wire, pick him up and stash him yeah. because he is going to be free agent. He did show a little something. And he's one of those guys. He's like a back roster burner for your dynasty roster where if he does get signed and he doesn't, he doesn't really do much, he kind of plays the Philadelphia role where he's he's not consistent enough for you to even consider as a starter. Then you cut him. You cut bait because he's a free agent pickup. But if not – you, if he does end up in a place like you, we said, Green Bay, maybe New Orleans, something along those lines, then all of a sudden you hit pay dirt on a guy either, A, you got super cheap, or you picked off the waiver wire. Right. Even I mean, even a guy like you know the Bears with Matt Nagy, obviously coming from another um, Andy Reid West Coast offense, he could – you know, kind of sli- he could slide yeah. right in there pretty seamlessly, and and he's way different than Adam Shaheen. You know, who's a, a two hundred and seventy pound, like really big guy. Trey Burton moves really well and, and could be a nice little H back type of second tight end. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think that would even work because I mean, so many tight end, double tight end sets are used nowadays in the NFL, and with the the limitedness of their receivers, anyways, they might like look for that to help out the offensive line, anyways, and kind of beep up front and help Mitch Trubisky on those more short intermediate routes as it is. So I don't think it'd be terrible. I do like Adam Shaheen though on the upside with Matt Nagy there, so that wouldn't be a terrible fit. But it'd be. I still think he might be a year away though. You know, like Shaheen. Shaheen. Oh, yeah. he's so raw coming out yeah. of Ashland. But at the same time, like if he if he if he goes to the Bears, I would be like, well, there is Shaheen there. Right. So I would have some, like, I'm not overly excited because it's like, okay, no, which I one's going to win? Yep. And then they both got on the field. Okay, well, now I'm hurt on double end. You know, I'm, I'm hurt doubly here. And then the last guy I think that's really worth talking about here, you know, obviously you have, you know, Ed Dixon of Carolina, Virgil Green, uh, Darren Fells, Ben Watson, Antonio Gates, and Zach Miller are free agents, but those guys are all waiver wire fodder. Yep. But uh, Austin Severian Jenkins kind of took a big step up for the Jets last year. They offered him two years, I think $8 million. He told him to kick rocks, so he's going to be a free agent there. Unless they, unless they up the offer. That might have been the initial try to get this guy cheap since we kind of gave him, gave him a shot here deal. And uh, who knows? I mean, there's still a little bit of time before free agency to figure that one out. I'm not sure that one's a closed door quite yet. But, I mean, is, is, was he just kind of one of the – he did come on strong last year, definitely NFL-wise, but he wasn't really like a – 
fancy stud muffin. You know, he had a couple of weeks there where he was pretty startable. And mm-hmm. I think overall year you could start him. But from a dynasty aspect, do you really trust Austin Fitzsaverian Jenkins? Do you Is he somebody that you are excited about? Um, I don't trust him yet, man. But uh, he gained a little bit of my trust back. How about that? Okay. He didn't get Fair it. Enough. He didn't get it all the way back. Hey, you were able to start him last year. Yeah, point, so exactly. That's, that's, that's what good I mean. Enough for me right now. I mean, I had him on a team, and I, I think I did start him a couple of weeks. So, um, it's it's definitely he went from a guy that was almost off my radar completely to to hey man, you know this guy's this guy might actually realize his, his potential. Where do you see him going? Where where do you, where do you see a good fit for him? Uh, He's kind of an eighty. I can see him end up like uh, with the Bengals. Yeah, no, I could see him with the Bengals as well. Um, I'm, I'm trying to look down the list here. No offense, ASJ. I don't know you personally. I'm just some of your life decisions have been questionable. Ravens or something like that. Also, I mean, they, Ravens might not be a terrible spot for him. Uh huh. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of guys that use that kind of tight end. Houston wouldn't be a bad place for him either. Yeah. As long as him and the coach could get along, which who knows? Raiders possibly. Raiders, Might yeah. Not, yeah. Not a little bad spot for him. Definitely they lose some of the Crabtree for the bigger guy. Yep. Uh, okay. Now what do you want to do? You want to do a little bit of running backs? You want to do a little bit of receivers? This is where this this is where, this is where it gets people's juicy. nipples get a little bit a little bit more firm. Let's go running backs. Let's go running backs, shall we? So of course Doug Martin is now a free agent. Now here's the thing with running backs. One most of these running backs want more money than they're actually going to get in the first place. Yes. So unless your name's Le'Veon Bell, none of these guys are most likely going to get paid serious money. Two, this draft class is extremely deep at running back. It's yep. one of the strongest positions possible. You get these guys locked up for four years, super cheap, young, fresh legs. Again, that hurts the market. Definitely. So some of these guys are going to be in for a rude awakening. So it's kind of hard to get overly excited about almost any of these any of these guys but in the right situation these guys could find success Le'Veon Bell is a you know unrestricted free agent he's most likely going to get franchised he's most likely not going to leave Pittsburgh no Um, he's not going anywhere I mean we can pretend that he is if you want to for this exercise but he's not going no I I honestly don't think it's worth our breath to talk about so Doug Martin gets cut where do you think now would be a good fit for him Really, I honestly think Doug Martin's a guy that teams are going to wait on. I, I don't think he's going to get an opportunity until after the draft. I don't think he's proven to be good enough anymore. No, you don't think he just signed somewhere with the Jets? No. Some of that knee has money to spend, he gets somewhere? I really don't, man. I think he just sits out there for a while. I think he's one of those guys that hangs. But, I mean... He will get a, he will get an opportunity. He'll get an opportunity, yeah. But I think it's, it's going to be a little bit later down the line. And as far as like what teams, I think you'd be. He's not. A, I'm not a fan of him. So I mean, he, sure, he could go to the Lions or somebody like that. If they, I if think they, the Jets. Yeah. I think the Lions are a possibility. Uh, I think Carolina's a possibility. Not my ideal, the ideal uh, situation there, but that's a possibility. I don't see the Colts as a possibility. Seeing the owner came out and said they want an all explosive running back. That is not him. So I don't see him being a possibility. I don't really see the Broncos being a possibility either. So we'll see. I can see somewhere like he getting sneaky me ends up on 
like the Ravens possibly, even though they don't really, you know, they have Alex Collins. I think there. I think he's gonna have to wait for like an injury or something like that to okay. happen. You know, there's always injuries at the running back position. He's gonna get a job, but I mean, I just don't think either he's... way we're not excited. So the, there's right. no situation that's gonna happen to makes us excited about Doug Martin. That's let's, let's cut to the chase, right? We don't need to sit here and fluff it up. We're not porn stars. Nope, don't fluff uh, it up. Twenty nine year old running back that just isn't all that effective anymore. Yeah, it's safe to say his dynasty value is at uh, almost a zero. So I'm using an opportunity. If you do have Doug Martin, he does sign somewhere that seems anywhere at all provocative. Take what you can get. Yep. Anything. Sell that. He is sandwich material. Okay. Totally sandwich. Next guy's a free agent. Deion Lewis, 27 years old, pass catcher and running back, dynamic. Came on, looked pretty good there with a couple of years in New England. Now he's going to enter free agency. New England's most likely not going to bring him back. No, I don't think so. Where do you see Deion Lewis ending up? Where would you like to see Deion Lewis ending up? I mean, there were early reports that um, the Lions might be a good fit, but I feel like the Lions already have two guys that are so similar to him that that, that one seems silly to me. Whoever wrote that report, their boss should fire them. <laughs> That's a terrible thing. Right, say. right. It's, it's, not, it's not a great fit. But, I mean, could you see him with the Titans at, to offset um, – Henry definitely see him with the Titans. If yeah. I had to pick, if I had to pick a team that's going to make me not like go, oh, right. I think realistically, because I don't see San Fran being real realistic there. I have another guy I want to see in San Francisco here as a pass catcher running back, but I don't see him there. If he did, I would be excited in San Francisco. Yeah, and I'll tell you this. I'll I'll set this as a tone. Any pass catcher running back that ends up in San Francisco, I am going to be excited about. Right. And they immediately That's jump into a top thinking. 24 yeah. fantasy running back for me that I'm going to target in redrafts. Because most likely, you know, depending on what they do with the draft, Matt Breda is going to be the starter in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, they did trade up for Joe Williams last year too. So, well, he could be the pass catcher running back, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what he's going to bring to the table, yeah. So I think free agency might kind of tell us that. Like, if they don't really do much at running back, then we know it's Matt Breda and Joe Williams. And then I'm excited about both those guys. Mm-hmm. Definitely with Jimmy GQ there. But right now, I think Tennessee, if I had to mix and match some of these guys, I do. I agree. I think Tennessee is going to be a nice match. Because, listen, Derrick Henry's not catching any footballs. No. He's gonna, no. And he's going to need spelled. So Deion Lewis there. Might get me excited, definitely for somebody like a Marcus Mariota quarterback that's going to do roll out, could dump him off the football. And plus, those two guys are so different that they would be a, a pretty big. They'd be a stark contrast, man. Could you imagine? I mean, you're getting hit by a guy that's six foot four, two hundred sixty pounds, and all of a sudden this little five foot nine guy that's one hundred ninety five pounds, and you could barely catch him. He'd hurt me too. Well, yeah, he would hurt you, but you know, so fragile. But but you know, you're used to getting banged up, and then all of a sudden, this guy blows by you. I mean, it would be a nice compliment, I think. I agree. Next guy on the list, Jarek McKinnon, only 25 years old, still a young buck out yeah, there. Entering free agency, came on pretty strong uh, after Dalvin Cook went down last year. Again, a, a pass catcher, running back. That's what he is. Yep. I want to see him in San Francisco. That's where I get excited. That That's nice, where I'm like, yeah. okay. Jerick McKinnon's weight in gold just hit a peak. He is at the highest value he's going to have this year in San Fran. What Kyle Shanahan does with those pass catcher running backs is nothing short of phenomenal when it comes to fantasy production. I love Jerick McKinnon, but somehow he could find his way into San Fran. What, I mean, what about a guy? I mean, what about the the Bucks? Obviously, they they need uh, they need all the. I mean, the, the running backs that they have there are, are pretty pretty base. I would say. 
Yeah, I would like that just because of opportunity there. Right. But then I feel like they're still looking for a guy that's going to be a bruiser. So say they bring in Jarek McKinnon and then they bring in a guy, you know, maybe like a Jeremy Hill and LeGarrette Blunt. Maybe mm-hmm. they bring in two guys. I don't know, but how do they feel about Peyton Barber at the same time? Right. So do they roll Peyton Barber and Jarek McKinnon? Then most likely Jeremy McKinnon's going to get more carries. So I guess I would like him there. Let me let me squeeze these two guys to back together here, Deion Lewis and Jarek McKinnon. What about the fit for either one of those guys in Houston? In Houston. Offsetting Deontay Foreman. And, I, I mean, obviously Deion Lewis would have a lot of familiarity with that offense as well coming from New England. Um, yeah. They, I, they run a real similar – you know what? There. I actually think Deion Lewis actually is a pretty good fit there in Houston too. That may, that may be a nice appealing fit as well. Definitely, we get rid of Lamar Miller, right. offsetting Deontay it, Foreman. It would only be yeah, you, you know, it would the only the only scenario where either one of those guys I think would go there is if Lamar Miller wasn't there. Yeah, see, for me, it's just hard to say because we don't have a lot of like data to go off of right. of how they would utilize that kind of running back in their offense or like even with Sean Watson there. So there's not a lot to go on. You know, that's why I get so excited about San Francisco because there's so much data to go on sure. saying to get you excited right. about. But I, I think it would be an intriguing, mm-hmm. you know, but at the same time, I wouldn't be like, oh, there he goes. You know, they cut Lamar Miller. There he goes with DeAndre Foreman come up the Achilles. He's going to be the guy. I would still have some hesit- – I would be excited, right. but very hesitantly excited because I could easily see it fade out and not working out because of scheme fit. Then it, it all of a sudden it does work out. You know what I mean? But I think it's a good – it's not a bad offense because, they again, we mentioned earlier if they get rid of Lamar, they're going to be looking for one of these guys. They're going to be looking either in their, either at the draft or they're going to be looking at a Jarek McKinnon or a Deion Lewis kind of running back or and, possibly I mean, a and, Rex Burkhead. And both those guys are, are basically hitting their prime there. I mean, 27 and 25, you get nice little two or three years out of either one of those guys pretty Definitely easily. McKinnon. I mean, yeah. he, at 25, you can't ask for more than that. Uh, next guy on the list here, Frank Gore. He's not going back in Indy. Right. Does the future Hall of Famer have anything left that's going to interest the team? Does he even get signed? Or does, is he end up one of these guys, like you said, Doug's going to have to wait? Frank's obviously going to have to wait. Is he one of those guys that ends up retiring just because he doesn't get signed? Like, we, we get all the way up to, like, almost late August. He's still not on a team. And he's just like, oh, I'm going to hang it up. Very possible, man. I mean, how many teams have we seen, Frank, like, a guy like Frank Gore, where they their contract's up, they don't go back, they're still a well-known name, Nobody signs him. It's very possible, man. I mean, he he obviously has a little bit of tread on his tires. For I don't know how, but he still does. I mean, he was still mildly effective last year, and in the right situation, if a guy gets injured, he never might get get, a, he never gets hurt. I know ever. he might get a job, but gets over a thousand yards every single year. He's a future Hall of Famer. Oh, for to sure. me, he, he's a no doubt. Might as well be a first ballot Hall of Famer in my yeah. eyes. Uh, you know, which is great for him coming off those two bad knee injuries out of Miami. Like, yep. there's a lot of question marks. Uh, good for him. But, I mean, dynasty value, none, right? No, man. If he no. goes somewhere, he's not even going to be the guy. I would I would think it's pretty unlikely at this point, yeah. So, here's a guy. Next guy, Carlos Hyde. Yeah. We don't know. There's been no rumors of him going back to San Fran. Right. Didn't overly wow anybody as an in-between-the-tackles runner, but set career marks as a receiver. Catch up to 13 balls a game. Again, that Kyle Shannon offense gets me super excited. Most night, not likely going to end up back there. Where do you want to see Carlos Hyde? I have, a, I have a team written down here. I mean, is he a guy that could stay right there in the Bay and, and, and switch over and, you know, stay there and be the Raiders type of guy? He could. I think he, I mean, he's, he's the kind young. of guy I think he could go anywhere. Yeah, like, he's, so, he's young enough where they could be like, all right, Marshawn, sorry, man, you're actually you're not any good anymore. Let's Let's – Let's get a guy in here that knows the NFL game at least, 
and, and get a 27-year-old Carlos Hyde in here. And he's going to get the, probably the best contract probably out of all these guys. It's not named Le'Veon Bell, most likely as well. But not where do you think – so you see him – like you'd like to see him go to Oakland? I mean, not necessarily. I'm just throwing out places, you know. I want to see him in Indianapolis. Okay. I, no, I can see that. That could be utilized as a three-down back if needed. It could catch the ball, play inside a dome, you know – Hopefully, they could draft offensive linemen. You know, they don't go the they go Bradley Chubb, not Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I personally would like to see him in Indianapolis. That would get me the most excited. I mean, I, I was thinking, I was thinking there. the Lions as well. I mean, that was the one that I, that I was looking at and like, hey, this guy, because I mean, he's a two hundred twenty five pound back. It's something they don't they haven't had. I uh-huh. mean, the, the guys that are effective there the past few years are just little tiny pass catching guys. He might be a guy that fits nicely in the Lions. Yeah, game. but the thing that doesn't get the, the problem there. I could see him ending up in the Lions, but from a fantasy perspective, all of a sudden, okay, well, now there goes all my pass catching ability because now it's all Theo Riddick. You know what I mean? Like, he, Theo Riddick's not coming out on third. He's our third down back. He's proven successor. He's continuously being a running back, too, in fantasy football. That kills Carlos High. When Carlos High, without his receptions, I mean, he plummets in the fantasy scale. Now, if he can thrive there in – you know, the Lions and start scoring touchdowns. I was going to say, he's got, I mean, now they've got a defensive, I mean, they've had a defensive, you know, they have a defensive minded coach there, you know, who knows they might be more committed to the run mm-hmm. under, you know, still Jim Bob Pooter is still the offensive coordinator, but they might have a bigger emphasis on the run. Yeah. than in the past. As I, well. Again, I don't mind it. Again, yeah. any team that we mention that needs a running back, I don't mind Carlos Hyde going any of those places. I mean, literally none of those places that need a running back, but I think ideally for me, I would like to see him with the Colts. If you end up with the Broncos, I wouldn't be too crushed there either. Like you said, Oakland's not a terrible spot for them. Uh, but those are like, you know, the main spots. Right on. What about Seattle? Yeah, I mean, Seattle could be a possible fit. I mean, that's obviously the, they know them well. They, they've played them, you know, every twice a year for the past few years. So they, they'll know him well and they'll be able to. If they like them, you know, if they bring them in, you you know that they like them and they want to use them. Yeah. So. And if we backtrack that, too, even I think that I think the absolute best spot for him would be, again, if somehow he ends up staying in San Francisco. Yeah. So, I don't see it happen. I mean, any I of these running backs we name. I think they would have extended him, you know, if they wanted to keep him. Most that likely. Was their intentions. But maybe they were going to say, hey, go test the market. Let's, if, we, if you want us to, we'll match that market. Obviously, you thrived under Kyle Shanahan's offense. They're already burning through money. This offseason, they're, they're extending a whole bunch of guys and everything okay. that, that I think they want to keep. Next guy on the list here, again, a younger running back that's shown some promise, Isaiah Corral. Yeah, he's shown some promise. I think where I would ideally see him that would most excite me is the Carolina Panthers. I think he'd be a good offset, yeah. Yeah, I think they have Christian McCaffrey as that pass catcher running back. Right. Somebody that A team that truly likes to run the ball a lot, which is what Isaiah Corral is. He's an in-between-the-tackles runner. And I think that's probably, it. for me, that would get, for like teams that we would throw, these teams that need running back help, that seems like a realistic destination for me. I see Isaiah Carell end up being a Carolina Panther. I mean, if he ends I, up in Seattle, wouldn't shock me either. I think Seattle and Carolina are two likely spots for him. Or maybe, honestly, even possibly the Jets. I think I might actually get more excited about Seattle than I, than I would Carolina. Just because Seattle wants to run the ball. And Carolina, I'm not sure what the heck they want to do, but. If he went to Carolina, I think he would be the seven eight hundred yard type of back. And if he yeah, wasn't catching no footballs, yeah, catching no footballs. And if he didn't, if he didn't score ten twelve, you know, ten twelve touchdowns, then he doesn't have a lot of value. Yeah, when I was looking at my crystal balls earlier, just kind of I saw him 
in a Panther uniform. I think, I, yeah, I'm more excited. Your in crystal Seattle. balls might be right, but um, yeah, I'd be more more excited if they I'm were wrong. Right, Matthew. Yeah, I know. Um, but now with all the money the Jets have too, they miss out on Kirk Cousins. I could see Isaiah Correll being a Jet as well. Definitely, you know, because they need that. They're going to need a grinder, yeah. and that's what we're going to need. And let's face the facts: Isaiah Correll hasn't wasn't beautiful last year, but he also was not utilized at all. Uh, when he was given the no. ball, he was okay. He's not right. That's he needs to he needs to not be in a Hugh Jackson offense. No, he's slightly above a Jag. You know, he's a solid running back. He is. He is. But when it comes to fantasy wise, dynasty wise, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna write home about love letters. No, and those guys can produce if they're if they have a high volume. And you know, he didn't really get that volume, so he wasn't a great producer. Yeah. So I think I think I like you said. I think the Jets would be something where I'm like, okay, you know, because carries, 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 carries. Right. Same thing about Carolina. It'd be more of like, okay, carries, 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 carries. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking for. Where even like Seattle, I don't know how, uh, you know, with Chris Carson there and being what was Chris Carson, seventh round pick? Yep. Yeah. So he's not going anywhere. You know, I would be worried about him and just getting totally share, even more share care. You know, I wouldn't be. Where if he's the guy there, yes, I like I, it. it but I was I mean, just saying, it, it, all, it all depends on the money, you okay. know? How much uh, they spend on a couple it. other guys here. Now, obviously, there's some other free agents out there that we're not going to worry about, like Orlean Starkwa, Damian Williams, Alfred Morris, Shane Vereen. Not excited about them. Uh, last two guys, again, this, we are kind of running a little bit late out here. The Garrett Blunt, uh, just a guy who scores touchdowns, pretty solid overall running back. And then Jeremy Hill, again, not a pass catcher running back. You know, really good rookie year there in Cincinnati. Hasn't averaged over pretty much three yards a carry at since his rookie year. Right. Do either of those guys excite you? No. For fantasy purposes, Blunt more than Hill probably, but um, it's got to be the right situation. I think he'll probably end up getting getting signed back with Philly and just staying there, to be okay. honest. And then Jeremy Hill, somebody like, again, I'm using his name once he's signed somewhere to just sell. Yeah, I couldn't care less where he goes. Um Charles Sims, free agent. Who knows with that guy? He's another pass catching guy, but um, hasn't shown a ton. No, it's strictly pass catching guy. Right. So again, if he ends up in San Fran, then I'm excited. If right. not, then I'm not really else excited. I mean, I need him to be, go somewhere where he could thrive in the pass catching ability. Yep. And that's it. So let's get down to some of these receivers. That's now we good. mentioned Jarvis Landry was franchise tagged. He's not going anywhere. That's kind of uh, surprising. Did we mention it? I don't think we did. Oh, yeah. hey, guys. That's why I'm giving you that crazy look. Like, no. uh, so uh, franchise tag Jarvis Landry kind of shocking. So he's not going anywhere. But listen, if you're going to be excited about Jarvis Landry, if you're, as a Jarvis Landry owner, you're excited because he's staying in the same place where he scored 400 receptions over the last four years. What's not to like? Right. He's so, in, yeah, he's in an offense that suits him nicely. I, obviously, the the quick rumor was that they did that in order to trade him. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. Those, As of right now, this is best case scenario. Those seems those seem nice to write on paper. They're harder, I think, to actually pull off for teams. Yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this right here. We've mentioned this before. When wide receivers leave teams that they were good on, for the most part, they don't go to other teams and find success because a lot of times receiver comes down to scheme and fit. And that's why you see a lot of these receivers go to their Timing. teams. Also, yes. I mean, like, there's so much that goes into it. So much that it. goes on. So, you see, most free agent wide receivers not have success for the most. I'd say what, seventy five percent of them probably. There's a large number of, of people. You know, when they're good on one team and then they leave, they get overpaid, and then they never live seem to live up to the hype. It seems like because the thing is, one, not it's not even just scheme. If you're a really good receiver. You're going to do what the Dolphins did. Yeah, you're, you're not right. going to let them leave exactly. in the first place. Exactly. So, 
Allen Robinson. Let's get to him. There's no need to talk about Jarvis Landry. There's not. There's a good chance that the Jaguars might franchise him. There's still plenty of time, and there's rumors swirling that he's going to get franchised. Yeah, and why wouldn't you? Why right. wouldn't you franchise a guy who has shown success in your offense? You're, you have one more year. If he comes back, then you work at that long-term deal. If I not, mean, you pay him $16 million, you're done with it. Right. Here's, I mean, it did seem like him and Blake Bortles weren't necessarily on the same page, right? Yeah. Last training camp. So maybe that's the reason you don't. If they don't, then maybe there's a sign that they're making a, more of a commitment to Blake Bortles. We'll if, see. If they don't franchise him, which I w- – Crystal Balls, we were a – Allen Robinson be. Yep, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Uh, where would you like to see him? Oh, man. He's an intriguing guy. Um, yeah, real strong sophomore year. Tough against press coverage. His third year really struggled there. Didn't really do much. And then missed the whole last year again with uh, Achilles. And only, or, uh, ACL. and only 24 years old. So, I mean, he's super, super young. Love them coming out of Penn State. Beefcake. I mean, any, any of these places – that need a wide receiver, obviously. Like, could you imagine him in Atlanta? Could you imagine him? I mean, obviously. Don't want him in Atlanta. Huh? I want him in San Fran. You want him in San Fran as, yeah, as I mean, the number one guy there for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would be amazing. Let's let's Pierre Garcon to be that number two older guy, even if you want to keep him around. And then you got Marquise Goodwin as your speedster. I mean, I was going to say the Panthers as well. I mean, he might be a that'd be a good fit. A nice as guy well. there. Um, I think with Devin Funches there that put Devin Funches in number two role there right but I mean I'm trying to I'm not trying to put every team receiver on the same team so I have him down for San Francisco moving on moving on anyways Terrell Pryor still this is his make or break year obviously but he's still a hot top 15 dynasty receiver who Alan Robinson okay I thought you said Terrell Pryor still has my oh hell no uh (laughs) Terrell Pryor Terrell Pryor he's a free agent rumors are he's going back to Cleveland because that's where he had success uh I don't care where he goes. I don't want anything to do with him. I hope he doesn't end up in Cleveland for our sake after what he did last year. Laid a complete egg. I'm not really sure him and Josh Gordon would be able to coexist and, and both be able to produce, you know? I think I think with Josh Gordon on the field, um, Terrell Pryor would become more of an afterthought and not really much of a fantasy producer anyway. So, I mean, at this point, I think... I think Terrell Pryor's candle might have burned out. Yeah, I made that my bold predictions that he would fail in Washington. He did. He's he's a number three receiver at best, which means on your fantasy team he's going to be hit and miss. You know that that year in Cleveland, Cleveland it just it was a perfect storm for him to find fantasy success. Uh, I'm all out on Terrell Pryor. Doesn't matter where he goes, nothing excites me there. Sammy Watkins. Now, Sammy Watkins is rumored that he might get franchise tagged because they don't want to let him go as well. Now, they do have Cooper Cup there. They do got Robert Woods there. So, I don't really want to see him stay in L.A. personally. Yeah, me neither. And we, I think we were, we were talking about this. So, we both would love to see him end up in Atlanta somehow. If that was even possible. That would be amazing. I think it would be a great fit. Carolina, I think it would be another good fit to offset a guy like Devin Funches. I wouldn't mind him there. Mm-hmm, I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind him anywhere in a spot that he can actually shine. But I do want to see Sammy go somewhere where he's not the number one. So I don't really want to see him go to San Francisco. I want him to go somewhere that has another big receiver there. What about the Chiefs? I think that would be a good spot for yeah. him. You have Tyreek Hill as a speedster deep threat, and you can use Sammy as a route-running precision receiver there. So I think the Chiefs are another good spot for him as well. That's where I want to see him to go. I don't want to see him go and be the number one because he's shown us that he can't go there and actually necessarily be the number one overall receiver. I think still – 
going from college tape-wise. He's one of the best receivers I've watched on tape that I've been overly enthusiastic about that has not transitioned well into the NFL. He's one of the few guys I've given, like, okay, there's without a doubt in my mind this guy is going to be good. That's what I said about Sammy has not lived up the tape. Most For the most part, those guys end up being good. Right. He's been a pretty big disappointment so far. It hurts sometimes. Yeah. Be the number one overall pick in the deepest class ever, and you're not even the top five in receivers. That's yeah, a bummer, man. Uh, hopefully he realizes his potential wherever he lands. And he's still young. So 24, I think yep. he's, he's got plenty of time to turn around. He's had, he's had injuries, obviously he switched teams. So I think the, I'm buying Sammy Watkins still. Uh, this rookie draft, I'm seeing what the price tag on Sammy Watkins is. Because if I can get him for a late first, uh, definitely in this draft class where none of the receivers really overly excite me, if I need receiver help, I am not excited about this draft class whatsoever. Uh, I would love to turn my first into Sammy Watkins and take my risk in that way because, again, you're still getting youth. Right on. Uh, Marquise Lee, free agent. I see Marquise leaving. Marquise Lee leaving. I see Allen Robinson staying. Marquise Lee, nice, solid receiver, right? Definitely. Uh, nice number two on that for a team. Um, good wide receiver three for your fantasy team type of guy. Um, he definitely came on this year. We, we obviously had almost written him off, and, and he had a nice little bounce back. What do you think about him with the Titans? I think that'd be a nice fit for him, right? Because you got Corey Davis yeah, there. Offside Corey Davis. I, th- I think so too. Something a nice little, you know, he loves to run those like short intermediate slant routes as well. I think it'd be a good fit for him and Marcus Mariota as well. I think that'd be a nice spot. Like obviously, all the teams we already mentioned. I think him offsetting DeAndre Hopkins in Houston wouldn't be a terrible idea. Yeah, that'd be nice. Kind of where we fall into everything we kind of said about Sammy Watkins. Take it down a notch, kind of like same thing with Marquise Lee. Somewhere he can go and be that number two, which will give you a wide receiver three in debt fantasy football. Mm-hmm. So somewhere, because again, a lot of those wide receivers, that's twos, can come in and be nice wide receiver threes for your fantasy roster. Definitely an offense that likes to throw the ball. Tennessee, I'd be somewhat worried just about their offense in a hole. But again, if Marquise Lee ends up in Atlanta, uh, Houston, anywhere we kind of named already, I think those are good fits for him. And I still like him as a dynasty prospect. So, has so, youth on so do I. Yeah, he, yeah. He's only twenty six years old, and and you know, definitely had a big bounce back last year. Paul Richardson. Paul Richardson, old tumbleweed himself. I, there's nowhere I'm not excited about him whatsoever. Oh come on, he re, he definitely showed something towards the end of last year, or actually all of last year. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not excited about him at all. No wide receiver three in an offense that you hope he's a wide receiver three. Okay, I'm, I think, okay, he, I think he was a guy I'm a, that, that I'm a came little around. Bit, I'm a little bit too harsh here. You are a little bit too harsh. Another guy, for example, Golden Tate came out of this same offense and went to a better offense and thrived afterwards. Yeah, but Golden Tate has muscles. Golden Tate. <laughs> Golden Tate doesn't have like he's not a really big guy. Have you? I know he's not a huge guy, but has he ever been lost to a strong wind? <laughs> You're referring to tumbleweed again, aren't you? <laughs> Poor guy. Um I, I honestly think that this is one of those guys that could surprise you a little bit. He he might go somewhere and actually actually produce nice solid wide receiver three numbers for for a few years. Where where do you want? Where would this happen? Um, what about Arizona? I think that would be a nice place for him. You know him him and um, Larry there. He it'd be a, he'd slide right into that John Brown role. Yeah, uh, the, um, the pro- again the problem with that is like the same quarterbacks not there, the same offensive coordinators not there, and that was like. 
you know, if you go Bruce Arians, Carson, you know, the same people there, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really good fit. So we have even no idea what's going to go on there. Yeah, no, no, definitely. T- tumbleweed with the Panthers wouldn't be a bad place in my eyes. Definitely needs to be in a dome so he doesn't blow away. I was going to say the Colts maybe perhaps as well. Um, keep him keep him out of the cold. That might be a bad spot either, the Colts. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think there there's definitely a, a few good places for him. Okay. Better places than Seattle, who I think prefer just to run the ball mostly. So yeah, cause some of those places that need to like you know you know when you have a guy like Marquise Goodwin, you're not going to be the guy in San Fran. They, they, right. they don't need even like a used wide receiver. They're not a guy like him. Definitely needs to go somewhere where he's definitely the locked in secondary guy. Yep. But I, if I had to guess, again, it's my gut instinct here. Now I'm going to bring on the crystal balls because I want I don't want to scare him. Uh, I would say. Paul Richardson is one of those guys that signs a free agency, and he's one of those guys you always keep on your dynasty roster, but you never start him. Most likely, yes, but okay. he might be able to creep into the wide receiver three conversation. Mike Wallace is a free agent. Do you want anything to do with Mike Wallace? Negative. Okay, moving on. John Brown. John intriguing, Brown. Intriguing hampered by medical conditions and injuries. Yeah, I wonder if a move out of the – Arizona climate might even help him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they do have some areas that are higher elevation, which obviously can trigger the sickle cell type of stuff. I wonder if getting him, you know, to sea level might help him out a little bit in his health. I would like to see him end up with the Cowboys. Okay. You know, like a place where Cole Beasley has had success like that. Mm-hmm. To me, he's twice as good as Cole Beasley. Somebody that's even that way, even they draft another receiver. Say they go like the Cortland Sutton route, where they want to groom somebody to be the next Dez, essentially, mm-hmm. and they bring a guy like John Brown in to be that route runner, slot guy, kind of in that aspect. They play in the dome, essentially, Absolutely. as well. Yeah. I think John Brown in Dallas would kind of get me excited, or even a place like Atlanta, where they move Muhammad Sue in the slot, and they can move him as like the speedster outside receiver, offsetting Julio Jones as well. I think those two spots for me, Dallas, Atlanta, would make me tingle a little bit. Um, there's, I, I, I agree. There's no other places that would make me "quote unquote" tingle. Okay, so. Dante Moncrief, only like what, twenty four years old? Um, Was yeah, it Dynasty he, Darling at one point? He is. Yeah, he's young, twenty four. I'm not a big fan. No, me neither. I don't care where he goes. No, me neither. <laughs> Worth watching though, because he, no, he is. He the the thing that could. A new scheme for him. It could be. It a could new be. team, new quarterback. Yeah. And he's young enough where he still actually does have some good upside. Like, John Brown's upside isn't that high. We kind of like, – we just hope he can kind of get back a little bit what he was before, which was a wide receiver three. A good wide receiver three, like a high-end wide receiver three. Right. Dante Moncrief has a, a capability to be a mid-range wide receiver two. I think he, he's got the – body type to be I don't I just don't think he's got the skills he can't pay those bills nope moving on Danny Amendola if he doesn't sign anywhere but the Patriots I want nothing to do with him yep and that's honestly, it you know what I don't want anything to do with him on the Patriots because once everybody comes back healthy Julian Edelman Brandon Cooks Chris Hogan Rob Gronkowski I don't still don't want anything to do with Amendola Amendola is a tough guy you don't I mean tough guy to you know own at this point because he doesn't have any value Okay, let's wrap this up in this last guy. Obviously, there's other guys. Cody Lattimore, Albert Wilson, Eric Decker, Taylor Gabriel, Kendall Wright, Dontrell Inman, and Tavares King. Don't really care about any of those guys or where they end up. Right. Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews. I knew you were going to Former Vanderbilt receiver. He's a free agent. Traded the Bills. He's free to go somewhere. 
Hasn't had a really good career. Hasn't shown a lot. Liked him a lot coming out of college. Liked him a lot coming yeah, out of college. Absolutely. Can he be somebody that goes somewhere new and finds success? Who would you rather have, Jordan Matthews or Dante Moncrief? Jordan Matthews. Me too. 100%. 101%. Well, fine. <laughs> Dynasty beefcake over there beating where, me again. Um, where do you think – I have a team in mind. Where do you think he has the best chance for success? Um, If you have a team in mind, lay it on me. Cause Kansas you, City. Okay, I was, gonna say, I was looking right at that, honestly. I like the him chefs. better. Again, because you have Tyreek Hill. Yeah. You have Travis Kelsey. He falls into that natural, no pressure, number three receiver slot, technically. You got the speedster. They, they couldn't there. be more different, yeah. And, yeah. He's, and he's like a more of a possession, big wide receiver who would definitely move the chains and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, to me, that's the only team that I really see him on. You know, like Houston, I wouldn't mind Houston maybe as a secondary team. But I don't really like him San Fran because I think there'd be too much pressure. I don't want to be anywhere where he's the guy at yeah. all. And even in Houston, he's the number two. What about Ari- what about Arizona with a guy like Larry Fitz to learn from and kind of um, maybe take a couple pieces of his game as Larry goes out the door? Yeah, I don't know. Again, I I think you're asking too much of him right away. That it worried me. Now, if he can step up, yeah. But I like the transition of. It's intriguing Arizona, but we don't know who the quarterback is there. Right? right no, now. there's a lot of unknowns. There's I'm just, so much unknown. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not even thinking about next year's value. I'm just thinking of his long term value with that kind of move. Like, we keep mentioning a team like Atlanta yeah. is the number two. Maybe a team like Seattle, where he could slide in behind. I would. Know, I would it. not be too Bowling excited about that. Yeah. I, I again, if I had to pick a spot again, I would pick KC. The number one team, like, okay, let's go, J Matt, let's go, baby. I'm with you, but what about what about like the um, Cowboys? Would you be excited if you went there? Uh, I'd be intrigued. Yeah. I wouldn't be overly mad about it because then it kind of gives another bigger guy the offset Des with. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't be mad about that either. All right. We'll see. We're going to know the answers to all these pretty soon. The funny is we're going to talk about all of this, and then we're just actually talking about how they do fit, and then do we really do like them or we don't. So we can go back here and listen to this and say, hey, okay. I can't wait till oh. some of these pieces actually start to click into place, man. Yeah, so the combine is coming up again. It's going to be – obviously, we can't do a podcast on it next week because it starts next Wednesday. But, again, don't get overly infatuated with the 40 times. Just love the three-cone drills. Three-cone drills are key. Yeah, so the combine, again, sometimes the combine, it's like 40s, necessary. 40s are good. Don't get me wrong. Yes. But if it, if it's, if it doesn't have a much better three-cone drill than that time, then – they're, they're, they it doesn't translate. For the most part, NFL teams are getting, you know, they're getting heights, measurements, full medicals, and talking to these guys. That's the most important thing. Because, again, game tapes precedes all. Yes, it does. So uh, that's it. Longer show again. Uh, make sure you check out realitysportsonline.com. Make sure you join that Facebook group. Uh, and I think that's it. If you want to talk fantasy football, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. You follow the site at Dynasty Nerds. And make sure, again, we have scouting reports coming out every single day on DynastyNerds.com. They just keep coming. It's your go-to site when it comes to fantasy football. Until then. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.